Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, you're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you so much uh, for tuning in. We just love our audience. The participants are, oh, they're so good. And I'll be bringing you the mayor's final thoughts in the last segment of the show, where I try to uh, summarize those things that are you know most important for us to think about, given the difficult times that we're going through. And we sure are going through difficult times. But before I start, I want to give you this announcement because this, it moved me when I saw it, um, and I'm so proud of WABC. 77 WABC listeners following the fatal shooting of NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. It is more important than ever to show our police the support and respect they deserve. This Friday, 77 WABC is asking all Americans to stand and take a moment of silence for one minute at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor true heroes. Police officers Jason Verrera and Wilbert Mora. You can also show your support for officers Rivera, Officer Mora, and their families, friends, and all police personnel by heading over to the WABCRadio.com slash pin to get a free 77 WABC Back the Blue pin. Once you get your pin, take a selfie and post it to your social media with the hashtag 77WABCBTB. That's 77WABCBTB. And let the world know that you back the blue. That's wabc.com slash pin for a free 77 WABC back the blue pin. And join 77 WABC in showing your support for the men and women that keep us alive and safe and put their lives at risk to do it. The police. Thank you. It's about time somebody did that. The police have taken a beating in the last year and a half, haven't they? And I mean a beating. And that beating now has resolved itself and, and come down to their actually being killed. Two in New York, two wonderful young men, I think 122, 127, the beginning of their lives, both of them dedicated to protecting people, both called to a resident to protect a woman both killed by a person who should have been in prison and wasn't because of, not guns. Come on, you liars. This isn't about guns. There were guns when I was the mayor. 300 million of them. I reduced homicide 65%. All you do is increase it. It's the same guns, the same gun control law. I didn't do anything special with gun control. Please, this is not Republican-Democrat. It isn't conservative or liberal. Gun control in terms of dealing with violent crime is largely a complete distraction. It's not good or bad. Gun control does some good things, reduces uh, suicides, uh, has some impact on some domestic uh, uh, violence has nothing to do with the violent crime we're talking about. Violent criminals, organized criminals, terrorists, please understand this. Do not register their weapons. 
In fact, the more gun control there is, and the more uh, the, the the stricter the rules for legitimate people, the more the guns will be in the hands of the people who want to use them I- illegally. So there's a real trade-off there. The key here is human behavior. The key here is we don't understand how to control human behavior. And when a human being has displayed the kind of conduct that will victimize other human beings, then that person has to be separated from society. And it can be a short separation if you're doing it as a lesson or, 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 or a, uh, an example of what can happen to you, or then it may, may have to be forever if it's, a, if it's a, a consistent problem like pedophilia where you can't be cured or uh, rape or obviously murder. So what, what do we have? What are we facing right now today? Later in the show, we're going to have on Ann Dorn. She herself was a police officer. Her husband was one of the most respected members of law enforcement in St. Louis, David Dorn. He was a very high-ranking member of the St. Louis uh, Police Department, retired from there, and then the chief of police in a smaller police department, and then was retired, and he was helping, and he was helping his friend guard a liquor store because the police have been called off in St. Louis by a left-wing Bragg Adams-type uh, Democrat who kind of believed that cops watch crime, and they did. And he tried to protect his friend, and he got his head blown off hmm? after all those years in law enforcement. So we'll have Ann on to describe to us what happened in St. Louis, similar to New York. Uh, we got a very similar situation uh, in other parts of the country. This is a national problem. The St. Louis case certainly illustrates that. The New York case illustrates that. The Galloway case in, uh, in the Houston area illustrates that. And then let's, let's, look at, uh, let's look at the loser DA who is from the same movement as Bra- Bragg is not alone here. Bragg is part of a group of people known as the Soros Bought and Paid For Prosecutors. And somebody has to have the guts to really zero in on this guy. Now, I know he intimidates. He intimidates people from this kind of coverage. He accuses of you of being an anti-Semite if you criticize him. He gets actual stations to ban you. I can show you a clip on Fox that was truly embarrassing when, when Newt Gingrich uh, criticized him. But he doesn't, he doesn't stop me, and he obviously doesn't stop the man who precedes me, uh, Greg Kelly, who... It's got a pair of. Okay. <laughs> so, what's going on in San Francisco? Well, how about you? Two days ago, they put out a statistic. I don't believe this. There's a 567% increase in hate crimes against Asians. I don't think I've ever heard of a 567% increase year over year in crime. I mean, the 110% increase in shootings under de Blasio two years ago was the highest I ever heard of. The 50% increase in murder under de Blasio two years ago was, what, was the highest in the history of New York City. So you get an idea that 567%. Now, I know they're small numbers, but these are human beings. Nine to 60, I mean. So An Lee is suing Bodine. He's the DA who's up for recall. I don't believe in holding the sins of the father on the son. Believe me, I don't. I know plenty of situations where uh, things haven't repeated themselves. 
So I'm not holding against Boudin the fact that his mother and father were both cop killers, let out by um, criminal-loving Democratic presidents. Yeah, criminal-loving Democratic president. You got it. And and have actually helped to develop Black Lives Matter, which is a cop-killing organization. And why anyone uh, disputes that is beyond uh, uh, rationality. So An Lee is now suing because several years ago his child was riding a bicycle. He disturbed this guy. The guy beat the living daylights out of him, out of An Lee, to the point of almost death. The guy had a record. His name was Jimmy Tanner. He had a record as long as your arm. And he got away with a misdemeanor. It's kind of like encouraging beating up Asians. And now the genius DA we have, Bragg, says that the increase in the shootings, which is up like 20, 30 percent since Adams has become mayor, and grand larceny auto is up 160 percent since Bragg told us that you basically aren't going to jail for it, and grand larceny is up 60 percent since Bragg has basically told us you don't go to jail for that. It's not caused by that. No, 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 no. It's caused by guns. You see, the guns, uh, uh, they tell people, go steal a car. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're not going to go to jail. And then the gun says, oh, no, no, you can also you know, hold up the grocery store. And you don't go to jail. Oh, and by the way, there's the, also the, the Bragg uh, manifesto that says you don't go to jail. But it's not that. Are these people, are they stupid? Are they communists? Are they anti-American? Are they anti-human? What are they? What is this? I mean, that, that, that's just stupidity. How do you have this massive change in three weeks in New York? I mean, we had de Blasio before. We had a crime epidemic going on. We get our law and order mayor, and the crime epidemic right now is much worse than it was under de Blasio. And uh, and and it looks like he's getting a big pass from what passes for the Republican Party in New York, but not from Heather McDonald, who is probably the biggest expert on crime in our city, Heather uh, wrote many of the seminal pieces that were of great use to me, to Bill Bratton, to Howard Safer, to Bernie, to, 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 to uh, Commissioner Kelly, to the people who brought down crime in New York. And I, we have to give her credit for a lot of the very good ideas, and there are very few people who understand it better than her. So read her in the post today where she says, without any doubt, this is this this increase under Adams has to do with the Bragg memorandum came out two days uh, after they both began, and Adams clearly has still not sat on top of him. The governor has made a move. For that, I credit Curtis Slewa and my son, because they began the movement against the governor the very day it happened, saying, Governor, you got to remove this guy or he becomes your responsibility. She's now put him on notice. Okay, Adams, where are you? And uh, one of the Republican members of the city council basically said it was reasonable for Adams to wait two weeks to have his to get his plan ready for crime. Give me a break. You got to hold people accountable. You can't just roll over. Uh, he'll cooperate. With you. He'll respect you more if you if you deal with him honestly. If you play this game, we're going nowhere. It wasn't responsible to wait two weeks to unveil your plan. I'm not even sure it's unveiled yet.
he had a year to do it. And he was running on, 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 on crime. <sighs> the financial fallout from COVID-19 is about to hit home. To pay for mountains and federal aid, the government has printed massive amounts of money, dramatically weakening the U.S. dollar. According to some of the brightest minds on Wall Street, your money is about to hit a wall. That means inflation, reduced purchasing power, and a shrinking portfolio. Mass money printing is a currency killer, and China could not be happier. Call now for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand. Learn about hyperinflation, debt cycles, and the dollar's expiration date. Yes, there's an expiration date. Most importantly, see if you qualify to trade your dollars for gold with an instant $5,000 gold credit. Call one 888 The CCP virus has crushed the American dollar. Please don't let it crush you. The world's largest hedge fund says diversify now. Call 1-888-204-2141 for a free copy of The Dollar's Last Stand and see if you qualify to trade your paper bucks for solid gold with an instant five grand gold credit. Listen to these super hit sounds from Red Apple Media Podcasts. Welcome back. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, and you can chat with the mayor. Call 1-800-848-9222. To just fill out what we were talking about, about how this is a national problem, uh, the other day we had on uh, uh, the whole situation of the shooting and killing of Charles Galloway, Harris County Corporal Charles Galloway, by Jose Oscar Rosales from El Salvador, who was only here because of uh, no border. Now, this is a small... (sighs) percentage of the damage that that causes and um, and I of course by saying this will be accused of being uh, racist uh, anti-immigrant I don't know what else this has nothing to do with race this has nothing to do with immigrants this has to do with criminals we don't want criminals coming in here, whether they're illegal immigrants or legal immigrants. But we're never going to find out if they're coming in, if they come in as illegal immigrants. So the very nice, sweet, illegal immigrant who is coming here, you know, to pay for his family and get a better education and a better life, of which there are a group, many probably, the damage they're doing is, 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 is palpable. One of the things they're doing is they're creating a chaotic situation that makes it possible for Jose Oscar Rosales to come into the United States and kill a police officer. They make it possible for the cartels to bring fentanyl in so that last year under uh, our new so-called president, we had the largest number of fentanyl overdoses in uh, history. And uh, that's an easy one. That's straight from China. That's another Chinese attack on the United States. It's not a, a wise business for a drug dealer to kill his customers. Uh, drug dealers, and, and uh, I'm sure there are a few people that know more about drug dealing than me, but I, I was head of the uh, drug, the narcotics unit in the U.S. Attorney's Office at 26 years old, 27 years old. So I know it for a long time, and I've prosecuted some of the biggest uh, particularly Colombian drug dealers and Italian. 
they don't want their customers dying. They want them addicted, <laughs> but they don't want them dying. The Chinese want us to die. Uh, why we don't make a big deal out of their CCP virus attack on us is beyond uh, comprehension except for the fact that they've bought us off. I mean, you can put Wuhan lab aside for a moment. I mean, if, if you can't figure out what happened at Wuhan lab, I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time talking to you. I'm probably going to give you a reading list so you get up to speed on, I don't know, just being intelligent. But let's just put Wuhan lab aside. There was a point at which, however, that uh, virus uh, mutated and became so darn dangerous that the Chinese government realized it. They closed down Wuhan as a result of that. For a month and a half after that, they sent Chinese people in large numbers all over the world, particularly to Italy, for example, which is why Italy had such a large, to the U.S., to the middle of Europe, to Germany. Uh, Donald Trump, in one of his uh, really brilliant maneuvers, one of his, I, I call, Lincoln-esque decisions, banned China. Now, Fauci was against it. Well, of course Fauci's against it. Of course he's against it. China owns him. Biden went nutty. Trump is a xenophobe. Trump is a racist. Trump is a... Well, we know why. They bought Biden. Had Trump not done that cutoff, we'd had another month of Chinese spreading it even further in the United States than they spread it. And the calculations back then, before it got too political, were bare minimum he saved about 500,000 lives. Could be a million. Maybe he should get credit for that, huh? And maybe he shows he's about, <laughs> looks like he's one of the few guys that isn't bought by China. Which is one of the reasons why I think they went after him, to defeat him any way they could. So this is a much bigger issue than we ever, than, than we ever uh, get to uh, when we deal with what's going to happen in New York, you know, with the funeral tomorrow, which will be very, very sad, or what's happened. And Ann Dorn will be on after the break to describe what's going on in St. Louis. And uh, we, we've already talked about what happened to Corporal Galloway. This, ha this has to stop. And we'll be back and we'll be discussing all that and have Ann Dorn after the break. And then, of course, my final thoughts. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani. And as I said, we were going to speak to Ann Dorn, uh, who is in St. Louis, uh, was uh, for a long time a member of the St. Louis Police Department. And I think you all know that her husband, uh, David, was uh, killed during the mass riots of 2020, uh, a, a legendary member of the St. Louis and, and uh, police departments in the St. Louis area. Uh, and follows the police probably more than anyone there. And I just wanted to ask her about what happened to the police officers who, who were shot. Anne, how are you? I'm good, Rudy. How are you? Well, you know, it seems like it's going on all throughout the country. Mm -hmm. This is a, I mean, we're all connected together, whether it's New York or Houston or St. Louis, or we've got police officers being shot at, police officers being killed. What happened in this situation? Um, from what I understand is the um, two officers who are young, they were chasing a suspect wanted for homicide, and um, the the suspect's vehicle became disabled, and the um, 
suspect then opened fire on the officers, um, striking one in the leg and one, the other one in the abdomen and the leg. Um, they were both taken to the hospital. The one shot in the abdomen and leg um, had serious, serious internal bleeding and required surgery right away. And he's um, he's critical but stable right now. So we're, we're lots of prayers are needed for him. And, you know, we just, we're holding the family up the best we can and trying to keep um, keep good thoughts for that because we just good. we don't want to lose any more officers. This is just it's very personal to me. And of course um, it is. Look, you know, and how about the other? The other one is shot in the leg. He's being treated and I'd probably be released if, if he hasn't good. already. So the, so the issue is the police officer that was shot in the abdomen and he's 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 in critical condition, but there's hope. Yes, they have him stabilized, so um, and they're still they're still very guarded. But you know we're we're keeping we're keeping prayers up for him. So we'll we'll, we'll make sure we all we all pray for him. Uh, now that we're thinking about all these police officers, uh, Corporal Galloway yeah. and two police officers in New York, and and mm-hmm. this uh, for you, this must all be a reminder of David. It is, isn't it's, it? It's it brings really it all hard. back, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's really yeah, hard. I, anytime I just know well, but I can't, I can't, I mean, I've seen you, mm-hmm. I, I've seen you uh, quite a bit since then, and I've seen you uh, deal with uh, people that, you know, are now in your circumstances where their husband was shot or killed or, it's wonderful what you do. I mean, you really help them a lot. It's just a calling, as you know, it's, it's a sisterhood or a brotherhood, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to be along, we didn't want to be part of it, but, you know, God had other plans for us, so we're, we're, we're stuck with each other. <laughs> you know, we're we're part of a family we didn't want to be part of, but you know we have each other to lean on. Yeah, 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 and we'll, we'll get through it. We we'll get through oh, it, yeah. and and you let's keep in touch, okay? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's it, it's often tragedies, but also some good things as well. This is a, an exceptional woman, Ann Dorn, and uh, you're on you're on the radio. I am. I'm on every Saturday morning on um, Real Talk Radio Network there in St. Louis, here in St. Louis, and um, every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., Hidden Heroes with Ann Dorn. Good. Um, you can get it either on the radio or you can get it online at Real Talk Radio. Uh, very worth it. Well, God bless you, Ann, and, and my love to the whole family. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great you. day. You too. Well, there's an exceptional woman and a husband I can't tell you enough about. His uh, uh, career in law enforcement, including, uh, you know, developing the first uh, program uh, in St. Louis where the police trained uh, with, with young people, you know, sort of a, 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 our ver- their version of our PAL. Uh, this was an exceptional police officer, and she's an exceptional – she's an exceptional woman. So let's, uh, let's uh, try um, – oh, let's try Natalie. Natalie, are you still with us? I am, and it's really an honor to speak with you. I have Thank you, a question, and I want to. Oh, I really, I'm a big fan. Uh, always have been, and I have a question. I want to give you a little comparison, and I also want to just mention. I tried to access the pin, um, and when I go to look and access, it's saying that the contest is over. So maybe somebody could advise me about that. But uh-huh. um, I called to just. I called to discuss the safety of our police officers. I, I have uh, no understanding of how our officers could be possibly be safe if uh, they're not protected in many ways. My son is a, uh, a New York City police officer. He's transit division. Um, now, we have a governor who's now saying that 
she's all for bail reform and two people who could be convicted of the same or brought in for the same crime. Uh, one of both given the same bail, but one can't afford it. So we have to fix that. That's we have to change that. But now I, my son, um, he was bringing in a suspect. Okay, him and a few other officers. They the courts didn't want him. Okay, that's why they were bringing him back to the station house. Four officers were hurt by this person, this homeless suspect. Okay, because he resisted badly, and he not only hurt them, but he spit right in my son's face. His saliva got in his eye and when taken to the hospital. Now, we're going to worry about the criminal who doesn't have enough money to pay bail, but we don't test the suspect who spit in my son's eye for diseases he could have maybe contracted through using dirty needles or whatever because it's against his rights. So how can we expect our police officers to be safe because they're not respected by the, the officials? It's not, Bragg's saying, I heard at the beginning of his um, installation, uh, resisting a police officer is not going to be a crime anymore. Yes. So how uh, can uh, we D- D- District Attorney Bragg, uh, among other things, said that resisting uh, the police would not be um, available. In other words, you'd be released on your own recognizance if you were arrested for that and probably not be prosecuted. Uh, so, you know, just do it. Chances are, beat the hell out of the cop, and you'll be okay. Hmm? So, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, what, what can I tell you? I, mean, I have to tell you the truth. The truth is the police officers have, over the last three years, been subjected to greater and greater uh, danger by um, our, our political leaders, who are all Democrats. I'm sorry. They're all Democrats. So if you vote for Democrats, you're voting for, in New York, uh increased rights and benefits, uh, many irrational for, for, for criminals, and decreased uh, protection for the safety of police officers and the public. And that's why we're going through a crime wave. And that's why the crime wave uh, got instantly worse uh, the minute Bragg put his, um, his uh, manifesto out. Uh, the numbers don't lie. I mean, 167% increase in auto theft. And if you look at them and you have any ability to reason, uh, you can see they're in the areas in which the criminals see that there's very little chance they're going to go to jail because the criminals uh, pay attention to what the prosecutors and the police do. Uh, It is not because of guns. There's no increase or massive decrease in the number of guns on January 2nd of this year, but there is a massive increase in these crimes, overall crime, 40%. So it has nothing to do with guns are the same now as they were last year or the year before or when I was mayor. There were plenty of guns and plenty of guns coming in from all over. Uh, that, I, that, that isn't what reduced crime. That is not what reduced crime. What reduced crime was arresting the people who had the guns in large, large numbers through stop, question, and frisk which uh, program was held constitutional in 2000, which Adams could dust off tomorrow and use with the imprimatur of uh, Attorney General Reno and Deputy Attorney General Holder. There are many things he could do uh, that uh, he's still planning. And I find his planning unexplainable and unforgivable. And uh, we've got Republicans on the city council who think it's reasonable. 
Right. So uh, today is also Holocaust Remembrance Day. And uh, this is something, you know, where we began saying never forget. We're using that now with uh, September 11, but, you know, the real never forget concept and idea came out of the terrible slaughter of the Jewish people by Hitler and his attempt to eliminate the Jewish people. And uh, the reason for that is because he was just the culmination of centuries and centuries of a very, very sick homicidal prejudice. And um, I am personally uh, involved in this because I had two Nazi cases that I prosecuted when I was United States attorney and sent them back to their just reward. One, both were prison camp uh, com- commanders, uh, and I'll have the facts a little confused, a little bit. I'll go back and check them. But one of them was accused of killing 20,000 people and the other 12,000 people under their command. And in one case, uh, part of his defense was, I really didn't kill that many uh, because we exaggerated the number to get more credit with the SS. That'll just give you an idea of the insanity we were dealing with and why we have to remember it, and we're not doing a good job of remembering it in the case of the Chinese and the Uyghurs, for example, largely because we have a president that's bought and paid for by the Chinese, and we have a society, uh, in some cases, that's bought and paid for by the Chinese. Uh, You can't criticize China. Look at the NBA does. Look at what the companies do. Look at what the newspapers do. Uh, so let's go to um, let's go to is it Gary in Rockland or oh, Greg? Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, Your Honor. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate what you just said. Now uh, it is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and uh, I know as a caring man. You would say something as you just stated here. Uh, thank you for that, really. Uh, it is really sad to me that nobody, uh, all the way from the president down, all the way from our governor yeah. and some others, not one person mentioned something like this. Well, Gary, we used to have a big ceremony. I remember going to a ceremony for Holocaust Memorial Day. It wasn't necessarily on the exact day because I think they'd put it on a weekend, like on a Sunday. And we'd go to a big temple or synagogue, and I would go, and the governor and uh, senators and congressmen and religious figures. Whatever happened to that? Well, uh, Your Honor, okay, this is is to to distinguish. This is international. A Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day. A Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day comes a little bit later. In May, uh, right? Um, yeah, okay, so you're right, okay, what you're saying here. But still, okay, this is uh, this is something that the whole world uh, I see. Um, sh- you know, should remember. And uh, as you stated so rightly before, we cannot have this thing uh, repeated. And if we're not talking about it and we're not telling people and remembering people, young people, what happened here, the brutality, uh, these monsters. Uh, yes, yes. Y- you know, this would, this, this would just happen. This will happen, okay? And somebody like yourself that prosecuted 
those monsters, okay? I mean, you are the perfect person to talk about mm-hmm. it. You are a caring person, and I just, uh, I thank you. I thank you so well, much. Thank you very, very much. And, and our, uh, we will never forget, we will always remember, and I'm afraid, and we'll point them out, in some areas we are forgetting. Uh, the incidence of, of anti-Semitism, uh, even with the increase in uh, Asian hate crimes, I mean, they, there's still a greater number of incidents of anti-Semitism in Europe. It's a real problem. Uh, so this is not over. It's not as if, oh, gosh, well, we solved that problem. We haven't solved it. This is an ongoing problem. And uh, when we get back, I will be bringing you the mayor's final thoughts. And now... It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Well, my final thoughts go, obviously, to the two police officers, the two young men whose lives were taken from them. Officer Rivera, who died you know, er, er, earlier in the, in, in, in the, in, in the, in the process. Oh, just terrible. They, they, they were the two officers who went in together. They went in together in order to protect a woman who called to ask for protection. And I know I've asked you to do this before, but I'm just going to ask you to consider I don't know if I can ask you to do this often enough, given the propaganda that that uh, that that surrounds the police officers and the propaganda that has led to um, uh, this terrible, terrible anti-police attitude in America. I know it's not all of America, but it's it's too many. It's too many people who have this feeling about the police being too brutal and the police being anti-black and the police. I think officers uh, Rivera and Mora are an example of hundreds of thousands of other police officers who operate exactly the same way as they do. So my Tunnel to Towers uh, final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, will be about them. First of all, Tunnel to Towers is there to help them as it is all of these uh, officers and, and soldiers that I talk about. So that's a unifying, that's a unifying uh, thought, isn't it? And it's a place where we can help. But we have to help these police officers. They're there to protect us. They're there so that if, God forbid, someone comes into your house, or if, God forbid, you're the victim of domestic violence, as this, as this woman was, and you call, somebody will respond quickly and effectively and protect you from being beaten or killed or your child being raped. or We need people willing to do that. And we need them willing to do that with, <laughs> I don't know if enthusiasm is the right word, with morale, with uh, I'm not going to go slow, I'm going to go fast. I'm going to get there at the height of the problem, not after it's over so they don't get in trouble with the mayor or the district attorney. Those thoughts can't be on their mind. What has to be on their mind is if I do my job right, even if it gets complicated, the mayor and the district attorney are going to understand that we're basically you know, trying to do the right thing, that most of us are good people. 
Now, the police officer has to feel this and understand this in a community in which the president of the United States, the head of the Democratic Party, accuses police officers of being systemically racist. He accuses you and me of being systemically racist. All white people are. That's the president. And it is almost uniformly repeated by, I wouldn't say every Democratic politician, but a good many of them. We are not systemically racist. We're not. I mean, it, 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 it's demonstrably provable that this country is no longer systemically racist. I think when you elect a black president twice, you kind of prove that your country isn't all prejudiced against black people. I think when you see a situation like the situation with these two police officers, where a call is received about domestic violence, I have to tell you, for being, in, being, being involved with the police department and police officers and being part of law enforcement for basically all of my life, the worst, the worst call is a domestic violence call. I told you I had an uncle. His name was Rudy. He was my hero. He still is my hero. He got three medals from the New York City Police Department for taking people down from the Brooklyn Bridge. He also got medals in the Second World War. My uncle, if he were alive, would tell you, he had less uh, fear of going up on top of the Brooklyn Bridge than he did a domestic violence call because it was unpredictable what would happen because of the psychology of it, the pathology of it, not because the women are bad, but because there's a lot of codependent uh, pathology that, that's involved. So they went, they didn't go any faster or slower because the woman was of one race or another. They didn't ask. They never do. When they walk into these uh, uh, life-threatening situations to save people, they don't ask if they're white or black or Hispanic or Indian or anything else. They don't ask their sexual preferences or their religious beliefs. They go to save human beings as human beings. That was the goal of Martin Luther King, right, Jr.? We, we, we... We do things based on the content of character, not the color of the skin. We, we're supposed to support uh, Supreme Court justice based on that. But we have a president that's selecting a Supreme Court justice based on the color of your skin because he's excluding everyone else. Terrible lesson to the American people. It's a racist lesson, actually. So all of us have to support the police. Tomorrow support our moment of silence that WABC is going to have and other things that are going to be done. And start getting used to saying thank you to the police when you see them. And start getting used to pay attention to the good things they do because you're going to far, find that that's 100,000 times more than the bad things. But say thank you to them. You should. They're protecting you. You're not protecting them. But you're going to have to start protecting them. We're going to be talking about those things in the future. Say a prayer for them, say a prayer for the police, and thank God that you're in America when you wake up tomorrow morning. God bless America.